Rebishiva.org, Shi'ur on Halacha through the lens of history. So, our topic for today is continuation of last week where we spoke about, hmm, interesting. Well, one day they discovered that the world is uh, quite large and has different time zones. We spoke about that. And there's the international, uh, international dateline, which was actually done in the 1800s. And a lot of questions began, you know, when, when is Shabbos? When does the day begin? When does the day end? We spoke about that a little bit, uh, uh, a lot, a lot, a little bit last week. Uh, this week, I want to connect the other topic, which talks about Shabbos in the uh, different hemispheres of the earth. And then Mazal Hashem, and next year, we'll start putting everything, everything together. So we began this year uh, with an interesting chat discussing Finland, where in Finland, Shabbos, uh, comes in in the winter when it's daylight most of the, I'm sorry, dark most of the time, and it uh, gets dark at 2.45, what do we see here in the chats? 2.45 in the afternoon, it's already Shabbos. In the winter, <coughs> it's mostly dark. <coughs> but in the summer, it's mostly light, and Shabbos comes in, <coughs> There's a kohomim is at 11.15 at night. Now, I'd like to show you, first of all, uh, the, the main the main source we're going to use, and of course, we're going to delve into the into the forum themselves. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and there is an article in the Star K talking about what do you do when you go to different locations when the Zmanim are off. Okay, so it's a very interesting discussion. What do you do when you go to the area to the Arctic Circle? What do you do when you go to outer space? Um, but let's get to work on the basics. Let's go. Everything begins with the Gemara. The Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Tamech Teth, says as follows. What if someone lost track of Shabbat? Let me just read the Hebrew. And then we'll read the English. Okay, so it's Shabbat Samechtet Amudbet. It's a very, very, very famous Gemara. Worthwhile remembering. Ama Rava. That's the conclusion of what to do. Here we go. Ama Rav Huna. Hayam Mahalech Baderech. A person was walking on the way. Or Bamidbar. Or was walking in the desert. Does not know when Shabbat is. So what do you do? You don't know when Shabbos is. Lost track of time. So says the Gemara, what you do is as follows. Mone shisha yamim. I'll make it a touch larger. You see? Mone sha yamim. Person counts six days. Umeshamer yomechad. And uh, counts six days and keeps one day. Keeps meaning, uh, keeps it as, as Shabbos. I agree, but instead of keeping six days and then the seventh day make a Shabbos, you first, the first day you keep is Shabbos, and then you have the uh, six days uh, of, of the week. What is the argument? But the Gemara says, Mar Savar Kibriyatoshel Olam. One says, You go the way the world was created, six days of creation, seventh day, Shabbos. Umar Savar ke Adam Harishon, and the other person holds that we go like uh, Adam, 
the first person created was Adam Rishon was Adam, and he first had Shabbos and then had the six days of the week. Adam was created on Friday, so the first day that he encountered actually was Shabbos and then six days of the week. And the Gemara brings proofs in, uh, you know, tries to prove uh, one of the directions. And then let's skip down to the bottom, says Rava. Okay, we have an interesting dilemma. So <clears throat> let me ask a question first. So a person keeps six days and one day Shabbos. And one second, before that, I missed the chat. I'm sorry, though. My chat was scrolled up a little bit. Shabbos comes in at 11.15, says, though, but Shabbos ends at 1.40 a.m. Wow. Ouch. In Finland. <clears throat> and we can get even further north in Finland. So let me ask the question. So the Gemara says if someone does not know, they lost track of time, they lost track of the days, you keep six days and one day you do Shabbos. No problem. Let me ask a question. Is it really Shabbos on the seventh day that the person keeps? Is it the full-fledged Shabbos? Yes or no? Is it really Shabbos? Trick question. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not trying to fool anyone, but it's like, is, is it really Shabbos? I mean, what, 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 what a, is Shabbos? What's that? No, it's not. It's observed, but it's not really. It's observed, not really. Now, the reason I wanted to go into this topic is because, remember last week we were learning, again, we'll go back to it, but in, in the next year, but like in Japan, in those areas, it's a real argument because the, the international dateline is something which was made up in the 1800s. Is it real? Is it not real? Uh, what do you do about Shabbos? What do you do about Spirit to Omer? If you actually move from one place to another, you could actually miss a day. You know, we start, to, we touch base on a lot of the main points, but it becomes like, and, and then who's to determine if Japan's on one side or the other side? You might say, well, what do you mean? It's always that way. It's not true. It wasn't that way until the 1800s. And then certain countries flip back and forth. You had certain uh, other countries around the area of the of the international uh, dateline that flip back between the two of them. And Hawaii also changed to it. Alaska, when, not Hawaii, but Alaska, when Alaska was purchased uh, by the United States. Then they changed the time zone to the American time zone. They basically changed days. <laughs> it was like, so you see, so, so when is Shabbos? It's an interesting question. The dough says, well, it can be. Hmm, Leia says, well, not really, somewhat. It's an interesting question. When, when, when it, is this Shabbos like something objective? There's something else which is very interesting too, which is that it, it says, we, see, we brought that last week also. It says, Vahi Ere, Vahi Boker. We brought down the commentaries that say that it, the Torah is hinting to the fact that there's always going to be in the world a place where it is dark and a place where it is light. There will be night and day, half the world is light, half the world is day. So, so it's, it's absolutely fascinating. It's like, one second, is Shabbos objective? Well, if there is a time of Shabbos, you know, let's assume we were all now in, in, in kindergarten. Right? And someone said, well, when is Shabbos? Well, Shabbos is Shabbos, right? Well, one second, but when you call someone up, like I remember when I flew to the States and we'll call my family, I was in the West Coast. For me, it was like, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. And Israel was already uh, practically Shabbos. And they were like, ah, but it's almost Shabbos. And they go, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm about to go out shopping. <laughs> Like, how is that possible? We're in the same universe. So you see that, Dovah, Dovah, you're saying a big question is when you start counting with Yom Echad. Right, but we realize the Yom Echad, 
there's something which, which again, it, it just doesn't make any sense when you really think about it. For one person in Shabbos, if you happen to be in China, when Shabbos starts in China and Israel, we're still doing shopping. When it's Israel and Shabbos in Israel and Europe, they're still shopping in America. They're still going out. They're just getting up in the morning. It's like a Shem made a world. Now, yes, we know the world is and everything else, but but to define Shabbos and where you are in the world, it's a very interesting question. So some say, well, it just goes by where by where you are. And again, they'll learn this Gemara. Ah, very good, Nomi. Very good, very good, Nomi. But a person in the desert, why wouldn't he do the best to configure the right day? But just one second, one second, Nomi. Let me just take what you're saying and a little bit of a twist to it. The person in the desert is doing their best to try to figure out. By the way, the Gemara further on says the person should try to figure out when they left. And based on that, they could really know which day was not was definitely not Shabbos because they know they didn't leave on Shabbos. So for the sake of argument, a person goes to the desert, tries to figure out the best they can. They know more or less which day is not Shabbos, but they're not sure when Shabbos is. But at the end of the day, they're doing the best to try to figure out what, what is going on. And we also see in the world there is no objective Shabbos. When for one it's Shabbos, for the other one it's not. We see a big argument about the, the, the date line. In Japan, does Japan go, is Japan part of the Eastern Hemisphere or the Western Hemisphere? Yes, the International Date Line is right after Japan. But then historically speaking, there was no International Date Line. Japan could have been on the other side of the Date Line at the end of the day. Ouch, do we just go by what people do, by what they hold? It's an interesting question. So let's just see over here what happens in the desert. Rava says, one second, one second. This is very confusing, says Rava. Is it Chavez? Is it not Chavez? So let me tell you something. We have to behave as if it is, and it isn't at the same time. Rava was Jewish, apparently. So let's go. So, Amar Rava. Every day, a person loses track, right? Is he in translation? They make enough food to sustain themselves. Bar mehu yoma. Except for that day. In other words, the seventh day, which the person chooses to be Shabbos, that day, they don't do any work. Says the Gemara, what? And in that day, the person will die because they can't make food for themselves. So the Gemara says, The Gemara says, No, no, no. The day before, the day the person holds for Shabbos, they should uh, make twice the amount of food to sustain them for Shabbos too. The Gemara says, One second, what'd you gain? The Dilma, maybe, maybe yesterday was Shabbos too. So, why are you telling a person on, on a maybe Shabbos to do twice the work so that the next day, which may not be Shabbos, that person will have enough food? Rather, says the Gemara, every day a person does what they need to sustain themselves. Even that day, all seven days, a person works to sustain themselves as minimum possible. And that day, the seventh day that we said a person makes a seven-day Shabbos, what will make that day conspicuous and recognizable that it's a special day. So the Gemara, but Kiddush Vavdallah. person says Kiddush. So, basically, the summary of this Gemara is we really don't know when Shabbos is. We do our best, and if you don't know when Shabbos is, like Nomi said, you do try to figure it out. And if you can't, there's a concept, a person in a dilemma. The Gemara doesn't necessarily discuss an exact story of an exact case. The Gemara's job is to teach us ideas. If a person's stuck and not sure what to do, Okay, then there's a concept called Shabbos. There's a concept called Shabbos. And this concept is very, very, very important that we keep. 
even though you don't actually know when Shabbos actually is. But since it's not the real Shabbos, so to say, a person a person does not really know when Shabbos is. A person every day should do only work that is necessary to sustain themselves and not anything more, basically every single day like Shabbos. By the way, as we'll learn next weekend, we'll go back to the topic of the, of the international dateline. Places like Hawaii and other places which are definitely questionable when Shabbos is, one of the days is kept as main Shabbos, and the other day they tr- you only do the malachot that you actually try to sustain from any malachot de oraita, you try to do the minimum possible. Let me see if I can find here the Chabad of Hawaii. Hold on, I'll show that to you. Chabad of Hawaii. Let's see if I have it here somewhere. Probably do. Uh, Chabad of Hawaii. Nope. Here we go. I think this would be it. Here we go. Mm, not what I was looking for. Chabad ha. Hawaii, Chabad of Hawaii, and let's see, we have here about Shabbat. Whatever, I don't want to take any more time right now. It basically has a whole article here about Shabbos and Hawaii over there. That uh, one, they, 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 which day they keep, but the other day, which may be Shabbos. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Found it. Okay, here we go. Chabad in Hawaii. So, some notice, 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 notice. Some rabbinical authorities hold that you must keep two days of Shabbos in Hawaii, Thursday night and regular Shabbos. In other words, Friday and Shabbos. And as the exact location in the international datelines matter of debate, okay? But in reality, what they do is they keep, their minhag is to keep uh, Shabbos itself. Okay, one second, where do they write that? Here, the local communities in each island keep Shabbos from Friday night to Saturday night to regular day. Okay, but nonetheless, some people uh, refrain from uh, from uh, from work and on, 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 th- on Thursday itself, Thursday night, Friday. Okay, now, Let's go on. Let's go back to what we're saying. So we were holding in, in Shabbos. Quick summary, one more time. Quick summary of Masechah Shabbos. We see here that in a case of doubt, first of all, there is such a concept of a case of doubt where a person's not sure what to do. It does exist. Do we not do anything? No. We basically, there's a concept of Shabbos, which is over and above the objective Shabbos. There's a concept called Shabbos. It's very interesting. Very interesting. And this gets even more interesting because, like we said, in certain times in the world when it's Shabbos for other people, it's already, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's still Friday. When, it's, when it reaches Shabbos in, in America, it's already uh, the end of Shabbos. In Israel, it's already uh, the next, it's already Motzei Shabbos. So we see that there's something very unique about Shabbos. is the objective Shabbos. At the same time, there's the concept of Shabbos. And all these questions start coming around. What do we do when you're not sure, when you're in different uh, locations? Well, you don't know. So, let's get to work now on the uh, Tiferet Yisrael. 
the Gemara in Brachot basically says as follows. The Gemara in Brachot talks about that one davens shacharit in the morning, there's Kriyat Shema in the morning, and there's Kriyat Shema at night. That's the first Gemara in Masechet Brachot. Comes along a commentary called the Tiferet Yisrael, and he says as follows. Just bring it up over here. Here we go. So I'm in Mishnah and Brachot, just so we see where we're located. Okay, talks about Kriyat Shema in the morning. And we're in a commentary called the, Bo- uh, the Boaz. Let's go. Where was I before? Come on. There we go. Wonderful. Okay. This the Teferit Yisrael writes as follows. Mistap Kina. I have a question. I don't not sure what to do. And you should know if this this is really not resolved. Just like the international dateline is not resolved. We should be aware of that. It's it's absolutely fascinating. Again, the ancient world, the problem truly never existed because first of all, people were unaware that other countries in the world had different uh, had different times. No one was really traveling that much. It would go by ship by the time they'd get there. You know, they're already used to the time zone they were in. They were aware there were differences, but it became more extreme when the trains uh, were invented and they had to align the hours between the different countries to fit the train timelines in the 1800s. That's when the whole thing began, the famous meeting to discuss the international timeline. When they did that, they already decided about the international dateline also. But till then, it wasn't really an issue. Uh, from a Jewish perspective, the issue arose when they, a mere yeshiva and other yeshivas as well, escaped Europe and they got all the way to, uh, to at first they were in Japan. Later on, they were in Shanghai. Shanghai already is in China, which undoubtedly is part of the, uh, part of the uh, regular uh, dateline. Everyone agrees where, where China is. It's not, the, it's not the next day. It's part of our regular daily cycle here. Japan, again, according to some opinions, would be Shabbos there would be Sunday. But in China, China, there was no problem. But they make it to Japan. And over there, a big question starts arising based on different opinions. Some say Shabbos is Sunday. Some say Shabbos is Shabbos. It's a very interesting question. But let's go on. Anyway. So Mr. Pkina Medinot Atzponiot says, I'm not sure what to do with the northern countries. Kmo be'irenu Danzig. Oh, hey, Dov, this is for you. Oh, Copenhagen, Vishtakom. What are you doing, Copenhagen and Stockholm? Shisham bekol chodesh, yuni ve'yuli, all June and July. Laila kayom ya'ir. The night shines like the day. Ulekol ha'pachot, gam bechatzot ha'layla, Right? So basically, the, the definition now here, here's the issue. You see, a lot of things that we, we see in the Torah, the Torah teaches us this is actually very important. The Torah knew that there were northern hemispheres. You see it in Chazal, it's explicit all over the place. They were aware of it. Uh, Timeline, time again, we brought, uh, we brought one commentary uh, last week. We brought the Kuzari and one other of the commentaries that lived in the 1200s that already discussed the concept 
of an international timeline. They were about 800 years ahead of their time. Uh, the world was not there. But nonetheless, this concept that they're, you know, in, in the north, you know, that the sun shines more, they're aware. And yet the Mishnah is something very interesting. And again, we're going to learn this deeper and deeper, but I'm trying to express the point over here. The Mishnah says, look, when can we put on tzitzit? Let me just show you over here in the Mishnah. When can you put on tzitzit? And when can you also say Shema in the morning? Okay, let's talk about Shema in the morning before we talk about tzitzit for a second. Okay, from when can you say Shema in the morning? Okay, what does it say over here? You can unmute yourself too. What does it say? When can you say Shema in the morning? Okay, feel free to. Does it go by a specific hour or time? What does it What does it say? Is it hour? Is it hour based? When do you read Shema in the morning? Mishakir ben Chelat lelavan. Okay. What does that mean? Hey. You could say Shema in the morning. It doesn't say a specific hour. It says when you can differentiate being between blue and white, right? Which means it goes by, yeah. And you can what see, I say? guess, the Israeli flag. <laughs> yeah, in other words, right. In other words, it, it's really telling us when there's light. It's a, the Mishnah is saying it goes by the amount of light. Now, that is something interesting because you see that the halacha, though our sages knew very well the different parts of the world, the halacha was really given for this part of the world. If you're living in the in Israel, living in uh, at least in in southern southern Europe, then all these halachas fit in. You have morning working very well you know sunrise with morning and sunset with night it works that's really what the mishnah here is saying when do you say shema in the morning right when you're able to identify blue and white blue from white which means there's a little bit of light when do you say when did david Marv? no everyone knows when david Marv by what does it go by when can you david Marv? what what's the sign for Marv? For night. Sunset. Sunset, right, right. And and the stars coming out, right? You need to frame as three stars. Right? So if you think about it, right, so you have sundown and stars. So you think about halacha. As we're starting to put it together, you see that halacha is teaching us something that halacha is based not just on objective time. It's based on the fact if you have light or you have darkness, right? It's, also, it's interesting. It, um, it's also subjective because uh, different people will be able to distinguish green and blue uh, with different amounts of light. That's correct. And it's also interesting that different parts of the world will have it at different, at different times, right? And you could have literally difference between countries. It's something which is very, very, very interesting over here. So Torah maybe is teaching us again. Say, here. 
Yeah, so we have actual sunset there, but now in, but in June and July we have white nights. Now, Dove is saying they have sunsets, but it's very, very, very late or very, very early. So the whole concept of times that, for an example, in Israel, the times are perfect. You have uh, sunrise, netzach it fits perfectly in the hour that the average person in the ancient world would get up. It would be like whatever, 6 a.m., whatever it would be. And you had sunset, which would be a normal time. You know, in the winter, it's like uh, 5 o'clock or so, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And the summer reaches 7. You know, that's more or less what it is. Everything seems to fit. The moment you leave Israel, it's very, very, very hard to the, the times are not exactly correlated with 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 the hours and, and everything else. So, for example, in Russia, my father-in-law ran a yeshiva in Russia when the Iron Curtain fell. Rabbi Steinzaltz is the one who founded it. My, my father-in-law, my Ravinder, was the Rosh Yeshiva. And he said they began learning in the morning, the morning seder, and they would stop after an hour or so of learning, and they would daven shacharit uh, vatikin, you know, uh, sunrise, Chakrit at like nine ten o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you know, it, it and people get up in the middle of the night. People got. I remember when I when I was in Belgium, I was like I, I wasn't used to it. My, my body just couldn't handle it. I would get up in the morning. I remember Dove, you 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 would appreciate this. I land over there in Belgium. It was in the winter. I get up at uh, seven o'clock in the morning. I look outside and it's dark. I didn't look at my watch. Okay, I figured it's still the night. I must be jet lagged, even though I came from Israel. It's only an hour difference. I try to go back to sleep. I get up again at eight o'clock. I look outside. It's still dark. I go, okay, I really must be having uh, nightmares. God knows what. And I get up again. I go to sleep. I can't fall asleep. I finally get up in the middle of the night and I look at my clock. It's nine o'clock. Like, right? <laughs> like, I like, I like. Everyone here gets up in the middle of the night and goes to work and goes to school. I'm like, yeah, you know that. that by us, I'm not used to it. Like I'm used to getting up when it when it's when it's sunrise. That's what we're used to. And you see that the Torah is based on that too. Again, the Torah tells you, uh, to tell you there's going to be one place when it's day, one place when it's night. You know, Shabbos again. Just going back to it again and again. Torah says to us there's different times. But on the other hand, when the rabbis gave the Torah and mitzvot, it's basically based on a certain place in the world. Where the times actually work. Now, this is very important information because we're going to see that the Ferret Israel is going to say, I'm going to skip forward and it was called, uh, share with you um, the, the, the end and we'll, we'll walk our way through it. That if, in fact, if you're in a place where the time zones don't work, then you should base your times based on the port that you left from the last place where the times did work. So we see that. Times are supposed to work in places where times work. And when they don't work, they just plain don't work. They don't exist. And that's a very interesting question and dilemma. Okay, so we create a paper outside in midnight. Oh, it sounds like a dream. I mean, by us, though, when the Shabbos clock goes off, we are screwed. We can't read anything on Shabbos night. So there we go. The Shabbos clock goes out. If you're in Finland, just go outside. All right, so where are we now? We're in the Achin. Where is the Boaz? I want the Boaz. Let's go on. No, there we go. Okay, 
So Mistapkina Bimdinot Tzfoniot, again, we said like in Danzig or Copenhagen or, or Stockholm, where all June and July at night it's fully light. And Gamba Chatzot Halayla, Yechol Akir Ben Chelot Lelavan. And also in the middle of the night, you can identify a difference between uh, blue and white. So therefore, he says, Matayzman Kriyat when can you begin saying Kriyachma of the morning? And when can you start putting on Sitit? If we're going by the time when there's light, and that's what the Mishnah defines it, then we're freaking screwed. We, we're just, it's always light. What do we do? December 34 is unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Ve'ev shalomar shenesha'er kfishahu, sorry. Ve'ev shalomar, make it a little bigger. He's making an attempt. Okay, I won't let you read every word, but he said, look, maybe we should take a mean time. Let's take Nisan, which is uh, the beginning of spring, and Tishrei, the beginning of fall. Let's use those as mean hours, and let's just define that those are the hours, whatever times they are in the spring and fall, basically the mean hours. That's what we're going to do. He goes, no. He says, What's the proof? He said, because throughout the year, we're always changing hours. And again, it never never occurred to us that wherever we are, we're changing, like, when do we daven shachrit in the morning or when is Shabbos? It changes all the time. It's always changing. So you see that there's no such concept that we just go by a mean time. It's something which is always changing. So what do we do? Let me just skip here a second. And then he says, also, we have another serious issue. The two, Gamlinyan Shabbos, what are we going to do about Shabbos? Merely, we have a problem. What do we do about, about Kriyachma? But what are we going to do about Shabbos? And what are we going to do about Motzei Shabbos? And what are we going to do about, about the Tanit and Yom Kippur? Where, well, what are we going to do? Hold on. Let me just skip a second. Sorry. Okay. Mia. Truth, truth be told, though we can say that goes, so there's no such concept as a mean hour. We see that different places in the world have different times. That is a given. That's the way the Torah works. When that's what we're saying the very beginning of the shear. When for someone it's already Shabbos in China, in Israel it's not. Israel it is, in, uh, in Europe it's not. The world rotates, the world moves. This is actually a given. There's no such concept as a mean hour. So now we're back to question one. So what in the world do we do? And then here he talks about exactly what we said. For one, for one person it's Shabbos, for the other person it's not. Right? So let's go on. Hold on. Okay. Vetsivani, here we go. This is a very, very, very famous line. So we see that God commanded us. Again, let's connect that to the Gemara we saw in the beginning of the Shear. That there is an objective day when there's Shabbos, but there is a concept also that if you don't know when the Shabbos is, make it your Shabbos. You have to sanctify one day to be Shabbos. So we see over there, Hashem commanded. This is so beautiful. 
The Shabbos is not just something objective where everyone is Shabbos together. Every person has their own Shabbos depending on where they are. Here's how Hashem sanctified us. He commanded us to keep Shabbos every person. Every person has their Shabbos. This is a very, very beautiful idea. The Americans have their Shabbos. Dove in, in uh, Finland has his Shabbos. Nebraska has their Shabbos. Netanya has their Shabbos, right? Everyone with their Shabbos. By the way, the part I skipped over here even talks about something which today, by the way, we don't really have so much in Israel. But Tveria, which was in the valley, by the Kinneret, would see the sunset different than Sipori, which was on the mountain, because Tveria, the sun would set much earlier because the sun sets on the west. So they really wouldn't, they, the sun would go down way before the sun would actually set in, in the, on, the, on the mountain. So, Velachen. Matsu chen beinai divrei matpisim asher chalashim yikorobao. Let's say, Melchot Zvan, just one second. Okay, then he goes, yeah, in fact, every city has their own place. And he goes, and the beautiful idea, he said, people now started putting out calendars. Again, this is going back 200 years ago, okay? And they started putting out calendars, not with the one time of Shabbos, but every country and every city with their right time. That's when it began. It goes, what a beautiful idea. That's so true. It's the way Hashem wanted it to be. But now we're back to our question. Ulami Kar, Spekateno, our main suffix, is what do we do in the northern countries in the summer when there's no night? Only, only light all night. And what do we do about Shabbos? What do we do about Kriyachma? And then he says, also a question, what happens if someone comes in the summer Close Tamuch Lahanard Pole. This is uh, Yiddish for North Pole, the Nord Nord Pole. So Stolakom. Now, what were people doing in the North Pole at the time? We're talking here about the 1800s. Uh, believe it or not, no. Anyone know? Just this, this plain trivia. What were people doing in, in the in the in the Arctic Circle? Give you a little hint, Moby Dick. They, they were not trying to go to America. They were doing whaling. That's correct. Whaling was popular in the in the Arctic Circle. So what happens if in the summer someone comes close to the North Pole? There's a few consecutive months which are completely day. And you see the sun, the sun's on the entire horizon. North, south, east, west. And what will a Jewish person do who comes there with the with these with these sailors? Latsud Hataninim Hagdolim. Whale fishing. You see that? Vol fishing. Once in the Arctic Circuit, never sets in the summer. So apparently the questions started coming in. You had Jewish sailors saying, Rabbi, something just changed now in history. They're discovering the Arctic circle. There is no sunset. When do you daven? When do you have Shabbos? What do you do? So he says over here, Yeshlomar, Sham Siman Acher Yeshlo. Okay, there is a different sign. This is one suggestion. 
Is the sun truly in the same place, even in the Arctic circle? So, though you're saying it never sets, but does it stay in the same place the entire day? It, in truth, it doesn't stay, it does not stay in the same place. There's actually a little rotation. It never becomes night, right? It's actually circles. That's right. So, one, one solution there is here is the first opinion that we see where we're going to go by the circling of the sun. Okay? Ah, very good. So he says, the Shama Shemesh Mekish Mikol Ha'arba Ruchot, all 24 hours, the sun actually makes a rotation. And so, in Ken, every cycle that the sun does, it will be considered to be one day. And if so, if a person gets there on their Sunday, in other words, you left the port, whatever day it was, you're counting your days, you're counting your hours, and you get to the North Pole, you basically North Pole, the Arctic Circle, what you do is you start counting cycles, and on the seventh cycle, you know, whatever day it is, let's say you get there on Sunday, so seven cycles later, you keep Shabbos, even though it's there's no day and no night. Interesting. No day, no night. And in fact, you will never know when Shabbos comes in and Shabbos comes out. But there's a lawyer dog, right? So basically, you may go by it, but in truth, you never really know when Shabbos comes in and Shabbos comes out. When is it in the West? Uh, it just like, circles during the day, it just, just goes in a certain circle. It's not. You know, so How anyway. are saying, so if you're tra- yeah, sorry, go, go, ahead, ahead. go ahead. No, please. No, no, yeah. it's okay. It's okay, go ahead. I was just going to say, so if you're traveling, you could keep Shabbat according to what time it is at home. Is that right? That's exactly, yeah. So what he's going to say over here, exactly right. He says that we go to an area where there are no time zones, are no time zones, you basically go by the place that you that you actually left from in other words that actually begins that begins your that begins your cycle and then you continue it based on you know the cycle circling of the sun but it really goes by the place that the place that you left by the way an absurdity in this solution would actually be that what if one person leaves <laughs> leaves california another one leaves israel another one like uh right you're leaving finland and we all get to the north pole huh? Each person's gonna have a different time for their Shabbos. It, it, you know, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Okay, so now, um, so like when I stop sharing, okay. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Where, let me get my chat. Hold on, it's gone. Okay. I just want to check. Can you hear me? Because something clicked in my in my screen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Great. Second. <laughs> um. Okay. So anyway, Ulafiza, let 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 me let me just skip down. So Ulafiza. Yeah, yeah, Dov, you're right. You're coming Shabbat from Jerusalem, depending where you come from. 
I'm skipping that a little bit. Ulafize. If there'll be two people now in the North Pole, one came from America, one came from Europe. Each one will keep Shabbos according to the place where they left from. But not one of them will have a chiyuv of skila v'chatat for any one of them because they're only chayev mideraban. This is a bombshell. He mm-hmm. says like this, that. You see this over here? So basically speaking, in the North Pole, we have the cycle, so we can actually define a day. You define an entire cycle as a day. You go by the country that you left from, and that's actually where you begin. And you could have two people on the North Pole, one, or not, we say North Pole, no, but the Arctic Circle, one will go by this time of Jerusalem, if that's the port that they left from, one will go from uh, America. Don't forget that over here, in those days, there were no airplanes. People left ports and ships. No one was leaving Jerusalem to go to the Arctic Circle. So the only options really were America or Europe. That's what he's right. That's what he writes over here. One could come from America, one from Europe. Those are the two options. But he goes, but none of them, under any circumstance, even if they violate Shabbos, will be eligible to a Torah punishment of skila. On Shabbos, because everything is only midrabanan, so we see the concept of Shabbos over here. With the end chayavim ken verak midrabanan, it's interesting. Like sort of like in this part of the world, the halacha seems to stop, so to say. It doesn't stop, God forbid, obviously. But the idea is actually the Torah we see from the Mishnah is focused on the parts of the world where actually the time zones actually work. So in these parts of the world, we're aware of it. And we keep Shabbos, which is why, again, when we began in the Gemara and Shabbos, besides the actual objective Shabbos, there's also a concept of Shabbos that a person keeps, but does not make that Shabbos. This Shabbos is someone is higher from, from the Torah. So this is actually a, a novel, novel idea. Okay? And also, he says, you can also daven, you can daven Shachris, and you can daven Mariv. You can do anything you want, but at the end of the day, we still don't know when the exact, we actually don't know when Zman Titit is, and the end of the day actually is a little bit up in the air. So this actually is oh. his, his solution. Yeah, please, go ahead. Um, like it kind of, I was thinking about it, like in one sense you could say Shabbat should be objective because it goes by, the you know, six days of creation. Mm-hmm. But then it also says, so it's also tied to whenever there's day and night. Otherwise, I think we would have to say that everything will go by, um, just one Shabbat, like maybe just in Yerushalayim, and that would be the whole world. Ah, very good. That's right. So at the beginning, he tries to say maybe it's all about having a mean time, like there's a standard, right? And then he says, well, we see there's different countries with different times and different this and different that. So you see that the world is dynamic, and you see that each person, on one hand, there is one Shabbos, but on the other hand, really, each person has his own Shabbos. And even in the same Israel, even in Israel, the Shabbos in Tveria is not the same time as Shabbos, in Sipori, which is in the mountain, the Galilee Mountains, right next to Tveria, you see that there's so many different Shabbos in Jerusalem, there's Shabbos in Tel Aviv, you know? It's and actually Hashem, quite, yeah. When Hashem created the world and it was the first Shabbat, it you it sounds like it was Shabbat everywhere in the world. I mean, I know no, there wasn't anybody like commanded to keep Shabbat, but it sounds like everywhere in the world should have been the same Shabbat, no? Well, I mean, how was it when the... Oh, no, me, you're asking... Okay, what no, me, what you're saying... That. Nomi, well, you're, wait, 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 let's stop a second and see what Nomi's saying. Nomi's saying 
The first Shabbat in the world should have begun where Adam Rishon was. Now, the Medrash says Adam Rishon was born in, in Israel. That's where the, uh, that's where the earth was taken to create Adam Rishon. And therefore, Israel is when Shabbat begins. And therefore, we talk about the international timeline should be, we, we take Israel as center of the world and let's go 90 degrees to the east. Basically, in other words, when in Israel, uh, if Israel is the middle of the day, when, where does the day, you know, begin? So you go all the, so basically it ends up being in the area of around uh, China or so. Okay, and that's actually, it's actually a little further east of China, but that's the, that, that's one of the ideas. You're saying, correct, Nomi, that we know two things. We know that when it's light over here, it's dark someplace else. That we know Hashem made the world to begin with that way. And the question also is, where we define the beginning? So what you're saying is correct, but a lot of opinions will say that Israel is the beginning. Here's the center part that we start, you know, uh, going left and right from. So either you'll be ahead of Israel or behind Israel in the times. Okay, but Israel will be the center. But you cannot say that the time in America for Shabbos is the same time as Israel, because we know that the world cycles, right? So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, each person has his own Shabbos. Each area has his own Shabbos. We do see that a lot of halacha is based on times, and the Mishnah purposely says it depends on if there's light and if there's day. And you mentioned beautifully, Nomi, that the Torah is basing Al-Khan day and night, and the Torah is actually meant for places that were the actual, where, where, you know, the areas of the world that were populated, where people live. And we're going to places like the Arctic Circle and places like that, that everything goes haywire, okay? What we do is we now use the Gemara and Shabbos. We're going to keep Shabbos, but Shabbos is no longer the Orite. That's no longer from the Torah because there really is no day or night. It's unbelievable. It's just so. So what do you do? You go by the, your last location, right? And then you keep basically the cycles, but it's not for the Torah, not for the Torah anymore. This is the famous, 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 famous Tiferet Tiferet Israel. Now I want to share with you in our few minutes is that talking here in the in the 1800s also one of the uh, most famous. Actually, when did the Minchas Elazar live? I want to just be a little more exact. Hold on a second. Minchat El Azar, when he lived. And he lived. Beginning, he was. Yeah, okay. So he was born, he was born in 1871, late 1800s. Okay. What considered he was the uh, Munkacher Rebbe. Uh, I actually knew, I actually knew his uh, grandson. We went to high school together. Great grandson, to be more precise. Uh, nonetheless, considered to be one of the most brilliant <laughs> post-game. It, it, was, it was like amazing. It's just an understatement. But this one second. So Dove is saying, all right, so in the winter, about the Arctic Circle, the 24 hours, you the same 100%. That's right. Exactly right. Dove is saying, what do we do in the Arctic Circle? It's dark 24 hours. So let's see over here. The Minchas Elazar was actually talking about this too. And he was approaching the same question. He says, one second. He goes, one second. Let's see if I can drag this up. Hold on. Good. Says the Munkach Rebbe as follows. Om Nam. Begufa Sheila. Okay, I'll, I'll just transliterate to, to English. And the main part of the question that we asked. That Tammuz, basically Tammuz is the area of July, August. It's basically one long day. 
and Tibet, and the winter is just one long night. What do we do? What do we do with the whalers in the North Pole? What do we do with them? So he says, well, I saw it the at Israel. And again, the reason I brought it first is actually it's one of the most famous uh, commentaries actually on, on, on this topic. I saw it the at Israel in the Mishnayot. And he didn't say anything clear. The moon catcher says, he says, he came along with an idea, but at the end of the day, it was it was just an idea. He didn't actually make a clear-cut decision. Okay, Vashum Rayalazet, he said, and those who go to the, those who go closer to the North Pole, Tadeat Taninim, the whalers, and they see the sun. Okay, so he said what they should do over there is basically just do the cycle, go from the time that you, you know, the place you began, and just keep this, and just continue keeping the cycle from uh, from your original port that you came from. Let me just see what he says here. Okay, Ulam, it says, and, and the seventh day, keep a Shabbos. In other words, like the Gemara over there, we don't really know when Shabbos is, we don't know, keep Shabbos. He goes, but he says, even that is not 100% clear because he says, Humrazu Hurak Midrabanan. It's only rabbinical, Bishmir Shabbos. There is no Shabbos from the Torah in those places. Since the sun never set, how can we make this person keep Shabbos from the Torah? The sun never set and never actually ever became Shabbos. So that's a Tiferet Yisrael. And he says, this is also the opinion of the Ramah Mipano, another one of the famous, famous uh, Rishonim. Whatever, let me just go on a second. Um, okay. Here we go. <laughs> he says, well, he says, one second, one second. He says, let's think this out. He goes, what happens if a whaler, okay? Ready for this? He's going to throw a bombshell right now. Well, this will end this year for today. It was actually to be continued next week, okay? So if a person leaves, you're all probably telling yourself, wow, yippee. You sail on Sunday, and you get to the North Pole, and uh, it, the sun is rising and setting great. As soon as you hit the Arctic Circle, there's no more sunrise, sunset. There is no more Shabbos from the Torah. You just continue the cycle. You keep Shabbos only, Midrabanan, like we learned in the Gemara and Shabbos. Wonderful. He said, but what happens if you enter the North Pole on Shabbos? New ladies and gentlemen, what would you say if you enter the North Pole on Shabbos? In other words, the last place you saw the sunrise and set as you're going past Finland and you have sunrise and sunset, and then you hit the Arctic Circle. Exactly as Shabbos, the last sunset you had, it became Shabbos, and then you hit the Arctic Circle. What would be the halacha based on that? Based on that what's that? Keep Shabbat. Shabbat, for how long? Did the Shabbat, will Shabbos ever leave? Yeah, you would just do it for the day and then start counting again. Ah, well, let's think a second, right? That's actually the case in the desert. That's true. And he's going to talk about that too. What you're saying is a beautiful idea, like in the desert, right? But he's going to say one thing in the desert. There are real times. We just don't know when they are. But in the Arctic Circle, it's different because the sun really never sets. 
So you got you entered there in Shabbos and the sun never set. So it's not like there's a real time we just don't know when it is. The sun never set. For you, it's gonna be Shabbos forever. Forever. Yes. You're screwed. You're screwed. What if it, these questions really happen? This, this is not philosophy. This is a beautiful thought where history meets Allah. Whalers are showing up and saying, Rabbi, Rabbi, what do we do? What if our ship hits the Arctic Circle on Shabbos? The sun will never stop. So if it hits there on Tuesday or Wednesday, then in fact, it will stay Tuesday forever. The sun never sets. But we will exactly like you said, correct. We'll keep Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll keep a Shabbos. So we always keep Shabbos. But it's not the Torah Shabbos. It's a rabbinical Shabbos. So we keep Shabbos because it never, the sun never set. The Shabbos sun never sets. But if you how would you know? Shabbos, you're freaking, how, what's that? how would you know when a day is over if you don't have a watch? On those times, what they would do is they would see the sun. The sun would circle. There's a cycle of sun. It goes north, south, east, west. It actually rotates. It's on the same place all day. They actually had the uh, sailors had very, very, very sophisticated tools of actually seeing, seeing, seeing the sun. They actually knew where they were located. Uh, Columbus actually navigated. Believe it or not, even they even knew when the uh, when the eclipses were. That's how they were able to know which part of the world they were in. It was uh, they, they actually had so even in, even in the North Pole, the sun is on the same location all part of the day. So you're able to know when the 24 hours are over. That you're able to know. But it never really becomes Shabbos. If you enter the Arctic Circle on Tuesday, it never sets. Halachically speaking, it's always Tuesday. It will never be Shabbos. But you do keep Shabbos, like in the desert. You keep you keep each day, and you keep in the seventh day. You make Shabbos beautiful, but it's not really Shabbos. Then you can just leave the Arctic Circle, no? What if you just leave it? What if you just leave the Arctic Circle? Ah, if you leave it, it's a different story. Yeah, if you leave the Arctic, wait a minute. What do you mean if you leave leave there? If you leave there, and you go back to normal. Yeah. But if you're in the Arctic Circle, according to Ferret Israel, you keep your time based on the port you left, but it's never really Shabbos, it's never really anything. And the Ferret Israel says, and, and the, the Munkach Rebbe says, one second, if we go by that, we're freaking screwed. <laughs> because if we land there in Shabbos, it will always be Shabbos. It will never leave. Now what are we going to do? That's where <laughs> it's just a question. All right. I'm sorry to end in a teaser, but <laughs> it's absolutely fascinating. So, of course, a simple solution is just don't go there, you know, but definitely, that's definitely a solution. Uh, but we're going to see if it's different solutions, how, uh, what, and what, what we actually do. And today, it's, these, these questions are quite popular. You have tourism to Hawaii. You have tourism to Japan. You have tourism to the North Pole. Very interesting, very fascinating. More next week. Okay. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you. Thank you very much. Shavuotov, Shavuotov. Remember, six days and then Shabbos. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Devoto. <laughs>